Today marks 300 days since the country has been placed under lockdown, albeit through varying degrees of regulations, five of course, being most hard felt in the early days of March-April last year. Now we've had conversations about joblessness, the importance of rapid tests, and how the economy at large has been impacted. Because today is the observance of the 300 days under these lockdown regulations, we have now thought to be in conversation with people who have actually experienced firsthand what it feels like to have COVID and the ramifications thereof. Not his real name, I remind you, Duduzi. He recovered, tested positive in July 2020, of course. He's got asthma. He infected the entire family. Sisters had a terrible recovery period. He believes he got it from work as people were starting to come back, especially after the first alcohol banning and its subsequent unbanning. He has a story to tell, not particularly unique, given the fact that many millions of South Africans have been just as much as impacted. It is important, of course, to give these stories the human story, the human voice, the human experience. Him, of course, together with Simnigiwe Masala. She's currently in isolation on day nine, working from home, says last week was showing her flames, but she's better now. Got infected at a licensed testing station, received a notification via one of the corona apps. Not sure she'll go for the vaccine at this stage. Again, many persons are in her position. In isolation, she's lucky she knows where she got it. Many don't know where they would have found it. So, the human story of COVID-19. Do good evening. Thank you so much for joining us. Good evening. How are you? Well, man, how's it? Good, thanks. Excellent. Go through your story. Talk to us. Let's appeal to South Africans to engage your story, to engage their stories, hence, and to come through with the many things that have not been spoken of in this time, such that we can actually appreciate that we are truly dealing with a time and epoch in our lives that is, one, unprecedented for the majority of the people who are alive, and two, hopefully, never to be repeated in our lifetime, if ever. Okay, I'm actually going to try and be brief and also detailed about my actual experience with COVID. So in July, I had tested, I think it was July the, the 8th, I had tested for, 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 for COVID. I tested positive of the Wednesday. So I actually, how I actually found out that I had COVID is because just prior to that two weeks, I was actually sick just with the normal flu. So I actually took the test twice. So first time taking the test, um, my test results actually came back negative. Second time taking the test, my test results came back positive. And I actually felt my day, um, that Wednesday, I felt my body was really aching. It was just uh, bad. And I just didn't understand why come my body's aching. And for some reason, I did think, you know what, I'm actually positive. So I said, let me go to that for, that morning. Um, I went to work, got to work, um, told my boss you know what i'm not actually feeling well and because you you need to actually declare it's part of the uh, procedures you need to declare if you're not feeling well because um i work under essential services so i i was i was actually at work throughout the lockdown and tested when i actually tested came out positive and then i actually had to tell my family that okay this is what actually happened because i tested wednesday friday i got my results this is the current situation that we're facing. Um, so they were also, they then went to, because they started also showing symptoms. And then I started having um, chest pains. I had um, severe fever and body aches were really, really like terrible. Um, so 
my parents actually, my, my mom actually, and my, my, my sister, my uncle, we were all under one roof. My sister had come in, stayed with us during the lockdown, so she, she came with, with the kids as well. Luckily enough, the kids weren't affected, but my sister was also terribly affected. One time she lost speech, she couldn't speak. She suffered from weakness. Um, my mom suffered from, from, from breathing. But we actually managed to pull through as a family. We all managed to pull through as a family. Even my uncle was affected, my aunt was affected. So we were one big family at the time, and then we had to split. Everyone had to go back where they stayed, go back to their homes. And then um, we, 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 we managed to pull through. Even though it was a very difficult time, it, it also became overwhelming when I had recovered because I was first infected. So when I had recovered, I had to take care of my my mom and my uncle, which was overwhelming. So in the morning, um, I would wake up roughly around 4 o'clock to prep them food because we they had to separate in separate rooms, use a separate bathroom. Luckily enough, we have two um, bathrooms. Um, so we were able to, I was able to separate them and actually help them out. But then during that time, I also still had symptoms. I could still, I used to feel very, um, I started feeling tired. I would have fever, body mm. temperature changing throughout the day. And it would still feel that chest pain. Then it starts worrying me that, okay, now I'm feeling sick again. I'm not well. Um, it also affected me psychologically, I won't lie, because now when I had went went out, go, going back to work after being, being in my room for for almost 14 days, it, it did affect me psychologically. I had said, I had told my boss that I need to start working from home. Um, I can't, I can't do this currently. It's just overwhelming. It, it was a bit of a scare, especially. I felt it. The, I felt it when I had to physically take care now of other people. That I'm now, I'm now need need to take care of my mom, make sure that they okay, they pull through. You mentioned the psychological damage of all of this, and perhaps I'm just going to suspend that idea as I bring in some Nikiwa Masala, but I just want you to, when I return to you, we're going to talk about the psychology of having to deal with COVID-19, because the body is one thing, the mind quite another. And if yeah. anything, it has been proven in many instances that what the mind goes through has a way of reflecting in the body and its response or lack sure. of in relation to COVID-19. So you raise an important point. We're going to return to you on that particular point, but... Let's say good evening to our second guest this evening, Simnigiwa Masala, of course, on day nine of isolation, with the hope that, of course, the worst of the 14-day period is behind you. Good evening, Simnigiwa. Thank you so much for <laughs> joining evening. us. Good evening, Songezo. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. How's the isolation been? How is the body? Because I understand wow. that last week it was showing you flames. Um, <laughs> these stories are important because yeah. people obviously need to be reminded. I mean, I went through something which felt like COVID, but mm. apparently it wasn't. Mm. So let, let's hear your story. Okay, just to clarify, I didn't get it at a licensing department. I got it at the testing station at a lab. So I went to a particular hospital. They've got um, uh, the laboratories that test, um, different laboratories that test people for COVID. So we were in a long line, and I think it was the 4th of January. It was a long queue because people were coming back from their holiday destinations. And um, what I noticed is that the, the queue was long, yes, that we did practice um, social distancing. But the thing is, we were sharing clipboards, and they were not... Um, they were they were not sanitized like so we had to fill in some forms right and um when we were filling them you just kept the clipboard going so i think it's something that 
they forgot about. But anyway, th- there was no sanitizing. So I went through that test. Um, my result came back um, a negative. But what had happened is, um, so I downloaded the app. So I got the notification that I was exposed. Because in the queue, when you know when you're standing and you're all talking, um, so we had just um, advised each other that we'd update on the app. Like the people who had the app, they should update um, on the app. So I got a notification that um, there's possible exposure. Um, so, but I didn't pay it any, I paid any attention. Um, I carried on going to work, and then I think, yeah, Friday I started experiencing like a sore throat, but I, I, I didn't pay it any mind as well. Um, and then it started, and then the Monday, um, my boss heard me like cough because I was coughing, like I was gradually coughing, and I had told her that, like, listen, this is what happened, but we were just talking about the negligence of where I was, you know? Um, yes. And then the Monday, um, she was like, listen, um, I think you should work from home and isolate for 10 days just to keep safe. And then when I got home, I was getting worse, my, my, my chest started tightening. And, like, I was very congested, you know. So I went to the pharmacy to go buy stuff. Um, then the following morning, I woke up and I went to go test at a drive-through um, a testing station in Melrose. And then um, I came back home and I slept. And then I got woken up at the SMS that was letting me know that I was um, positive. And um, I, I, was, I was nervous. Um, but the isolation now started. So as, I, as soon as I started isolating, even the symptoms were getting hectic. And I remember telling myself that a lot of people get more sick when they, when they know that, like, you know, they have this and they're always thinking about it. So I'm trying not to think about it a lot. But it really got worse, even though I was trying to be mindful um, of not doing that. Uh, my my symptoms were shortness of breath and uh, just congestion. It was nausea and vomiting, you know. Um, the isolation was is still bad. I mean, it's better now because I know I'm on day nine and, you know, I've kind of like made it through, you know. But it's it's quite frustrating um, because you, you're just tied down to one place, even if you need something from the store. Um, thank God for online stores now or um, for things that we can do online. But it's been it's been pretty daunting. So, yes. Pretty daunting. Yeah, no, mm. let's go back to the point that we raised initially because mm. you say daunting. Not I don't understand you to have been meaning that in the physical context because I think relatively so you're willing to fight for yourself and willing to sort of yeah. just do whatever it takes to get up. Yeah. It's yeah. the whole confinement. It's the yeah. the implication of being confined for 14 yeah. days, as was mentioned yeah. earlier on by Mduduzi. So whilst we are considering the thoughts mm. around what our guests have said and doing Msinigi, where you at home clearly have have an opportunity now to express your thoughts around what these two guests have said. Where were you triggered? What does it remind you of? Might you be going through something similar? Have you experienced the full circle of COVID? Or worse, have you lost people because of COVID? A couple of weeks ago, I saw an individual, and I forget his name, conveniently so for that matter, feeling guilty for having contracted COVID, unawares, going home, infecting his mother, the mother passes away, and he lives with that sense of guilt. Let's get the human stories out of COVID. It's 2023. After the short break, we return. 300 days since for the first time we heard fellow South Africans. Yeah, been heavy days. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. 
on SAFM. The psychological damage then that comes with COVID-19, more especially when one has to bury a loved one without at all following the rituals, without even having certain members of the family being present because at varying intervals of these regulations, we have had 50 people, we have had 100 people, and now we are sitting again at 50. Truncating things, trimming the fat, and not necessarily being in a position to bid one the kind of farewell typically accustomed to you and or your rituals, cultures, and other practices. The questions all about COVID-19, things that we took so for granted 301 days ago but now because of 300 days of lockdown the world has changed South Africa no different we're speaking to Ndutuzi we're speaking to Simnigiwe Masala who have their experiences so far been shared with us in relation to COVID-19 if you want to share yours please do Johannesburg 714-2006 SMS applies on WhatsApp as do the voice notes and the rules since the last time I told you about the rules they haven't changed under a minute no background noise be short, be concise. Do the mental game that's involved in fighting COVID a serious one? Your thoughts? Okay, in terms of you know, in terms of mental, um, I'm I'm very cautious now. That's what it actually this virus has done to me, and um, also I don't just do things recklessly anymore. I understand, um, you know, the, the the consequences involved. I understand that. Um, I need to be in consideration of other individuals as well. So in terms of me, I was now completely uncomfortable with just going out, you know, just normal going out. I was completely now, it, it, it obviously affected me because now I'm, I'm scared. You know, your normal things that we, we would do, I started reducing on that um, in terms of going out with friends, you know, even though I wasn't going out during that period, I was, I was, I was at home. But now when things started easing up, I was, I was more cautious. I was really, really cautious. Even at work, wasn't comfortable just being in the outside environment. So I was like, okay, this is honestly affecting me psychologically. Yeah, I'm no more, I'm no more that same person. Yeah, interesting thoughts. Thank you so much for sharing that. Let's go to Kwa Kwa. Good evening. Thanks for calling. Oh yes, good uh, good evening. So how are you, uh, Mr. Tongwane? I'm well, thanks. How are you? Yes, yeah, so far so good, my man. You know, man, you know, like okay, I've been listening to the gentleman, the lady over there talking about this COVID thing, and I come from there. You know, I got my results on the 24th of December, letting me know that I'm positive because I was sick by the time. Then on the 28th, my wife, the way I was, my wife took me to the hospital and I was admitted at the hospital. And then I think I got discharged around the 10th of January this year. After that, uh, after that, what happened is, you know, I went to the, uh, the psychologist because my mind was not well at all. It's kind of like I had disturbance in my mind after this COVID thing. Or maybe because of the things that I was experiencing at the hospital, seeing people dying. Because in that period where I was in the hospital, around 20 people died, the ones that I saw. Sometimes we find that, okay, these people from mortuary, they come to collect the corpse and they mistakenly, maybe they think that you are dead. You know, because you're lying there, you got your oxygen, you, you can't move at all. 
then they see you, they think you are dead, then they find that you're still alive, you know. <laughs> then I got discharged and I went to, to see the psychologist and then the psychologist, they referred me to the psychiatrist because they said they see damage in my mind. Right now, like today, I went to see my doctor to get a letter to go to the psychiatrist because sometimes things that I do, I don't even realize that I'm what I'm doing. And sometimes when that I talk, like, okay, people are sleeping, I talk alone. I do weird things. Like, then they said, you know, there's a damage in my, in my mind. So, guys, you know, this thing damaged my mind a lot. You know, seeing people dying the way I saw them dying in the COVID ward. And then after that, my son, the little boy, he's 11 years. He also got COVID too. I infected, I infected my whole family because these COVID people, they came to my house and they tasted them. All my kids were positive. Only my wife was not positive, was negative. So the young one, my last born, is 11 years. He's the one who complicated. Then he was also admitted in the same ward where I was admitted. You see how that thing caused the damage in my mind. But luckily he survived because he only got discharged last week Friday from the hospital. And because he's still a child, he's well, he's got no complications at all. So the burden's on me now. Mm-hmm. So like our people out there, they don't realize how this thing serious it is, you know. No, we appreciate your thoughts. We appreciate your experience and we can only wish you well. And thank you for being strong enough to be vulnerable as a kind of strength in all of what you have displayed in the time that you've been on air. That surely is inspirational. Let's take a voice note because one of my listeners has gone on to say, two weeks ago, I lost a friend. Last week, I lost another friend. Two hours ago, I just got a message that my landlord passed away. All of them from COVID. These sure are heavy days. It's half past. Simnigiwa, let's give you an opportunity. You are listening to all of these stories. I'm sure you might think right where you are right now, you've dodged some serious bullets. That's exactly what I'm thinking, Songhez, because I was actually even thinking when you were talking about the psychological damage. I don't think even, I mean, I'm, as much as I'm annoyed, um, like being alone and being isolated like this, but also I don't think when I have to go back to the office and I have to go back and carry on with my life, it will be the same again. Mm. Um, because I think, I think I have some PTSD because I don't actually want to go through what I went through. And also just knowing that a lot of people that I know also passed on um, from COVID and just listening to this gentleman's story as well. It's quite, um, it's quite scary. I don't, I don't think things will be the same again. You know? Yeah, we'll give an opportunity to come back and say one final yeah. thing. Certainly things will not be the same. Duduzi, final yeah. comments from you. How is the family's recovery in terms of your returning and saying that you have changed your behavior? It's one thing to change your behavior, but if those around you are not, you might find yourself in the same kind of danger that you are trying to avoid. So can you just tell us about the readjustments that have had to take place in and around you and your household? Okay, the only thing that we, my household, what we actually implemented is that, um, is that we continue to wear our masks. So when you actually, we got, um, from when you enter the gate, we got, um, we adjusted, we said, okay, we'll have a water with jig, continuously wash your hands just before you even enter the house. 
And then if it means that you need to change your clothes, you change your clothes, you wear fresh, 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 um, fresh clothing. That's what we actually do. But you can't say you can completely um, run away from it or avoid it because every day you're commuting to work, you're meeting other individuals, like you said, um, you know, maybe they, their lifestyle is kind of different to yours. And, you know, because currently at work, there are people who test a positive and hours at work during the week. So you can't completely avoid it, but you have to be cautious because it is real. It's, it's, it's real. Some people take it lightly when you actually tell them about it, um, guessing it's a lack of knowledge, but this thing is actually real. And the people only realize that it's real if they lose a loved one. It's not real yeah. until it is real. You're right. Final comment from you, Mdu, vaccine. To vaccinate or not to vaccinate? Your thoughts for yourself. I'll say not to vaccinate because I was able to treat myself just with normal garlic ginger steaming. So that's fine. Unless you really complicate today. Eh? And plus also the after effects, I got after effects. I, I now have, it's in the bloodline though, but I have high blood pressure and it wasn't showing all along. Wow, interesting. Thank you so much, Mdu. Godspeed to you, your family. Simnigewe, thoughts from your side. Here you are now, you've seen the worst, you've heard what people saying, and there isn't much that you don't know about COVID simply because when you isolate, you're on your own, you think and you think a lot. Where to from here? How do you engage your workplace? How do you engage your community? How do you change your behavior? Because Umtu says, this thing is there, but it's not real because you're not having to interface with it. Now you know what it's like to have a body that is on flames. You know what it's like to isolate. You know the sort of things you've been thinking that have had the potential to destabilize one mentally and you've pulled through, unlike some other people who we know. Your thoughts in relation to all of this? Yeah, so my thought is that obviously we're going to have to learn to um, live with the fact that it's still here. I mean, there's vaccines now that they, like, it could be trial and error. So I'm not too sure whether I'm going to be vaccinated. I don't think I'm going to be vaccinated just yet until there's some certainty around it. But I do know that where I'm currently working, um, we do follow the COVID regulations. But other than that, I don't think I'm going to be as social anymore because I I also think I was one of those people um, that thought um, it won't really like happen to me because I'm not going out as much. But even going to the shops, even going to the petrol station, just exchanging um you know, your bank cards or cards or your loyalty point cards and stuff like that. It just needs um, people to be extra cautious with how they are, like, living their lives, you know. And when you are interacting with your friends or interacting in, in meetings um, at work, it's changed everything for me. And you know how, you know, in March you go, so I'm from originally from East London, um, I think I'm fine with not going home and just waiting for things to just settle down for a while before I go home to East London, you know? That's a wise decision. Buffalo yeah. City is going through some yeah. heavy days. Thank you so much yeah. then as well to you, Ms. Ngiwe Masala. Thank you so much to you, Mdu, as well. 300 days under lockdown. Could we ever end a segment without having an engagement with Anonymous in KZN? Final comments. Good evening, Anonymous. Thanks for calling. Would you believe it? 2035 on the dot. Anonymous is not under, is not available, I beg your pardon. So let's take an ad break before we have a chat with Mr. Matthew Hall, who's a product director at Rectron. Load shedding in 2021. How to keep your business always on. That organization name could be a melaprop so easily. I'm not going to tell you what word it could easily be, but we're talking about Rectron. I've said enough. After the break, we'd continue with Matthew.